Hey everyone, welcome to episode 144 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Sam Endereg, the Chief Executive Officer at DocStation. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Doing really well. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. I'm excited for, for us to chat. This, uh, I know we chatted, I think I think it was a few weeks ago where you gave me a little bit of an overview of the company. And I know we have a mutual connection that put us in touch. So uh, I've learned a little bit about the company from you. I've done some research. And then obviously through our mutual contact, uh, everyone's been saying great things about you, which is always a reason I want to have someone on the podcast after I hear that type of feedback. So I think we should dive right into it. I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll go into DocStation. Yeah, that sounds great. So, hey everyone, my name is Sam Andereg. I'm a pharmacist and CEO at DocStation. So, um, uh, when I uh, originally started my career, graduated pharmacy school, did a couple of years of residency training, and then immediately got involved in health tech and health IT. I was just incredibly interested in, in, in the field. It was still felt early. Um, but you knew it was going to be important later on. And so I dug into that, started to do some consulting while I was working uh, in the hospital world as an administrator, and then eventually saw an opportunity to uh, quit traditional practice and uh, work full time building a startup and uh, creating a product, which was incredibly enticing to me. And I'm glad uh, we're still alive and I'm still here about five years later. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I love the name. Uh, love the branding. I always have to go to that because there's some companies I hate the name and I hate the branding. And even if they're the best company around, it's going to take me a while to come back to them. So uh, I love that you're, you're crushing that part. Um, I've been seeing more and more pharmacists wanting to get into the tech side of, of the pharmacy space. And I think that's really good for, for the industry as a whole. I don't, I, you, I don't know if you know him, but I follow... Um, on social media. I think his name's Tim, Tim Elbridge. Um, yep. yep. Um, they, they have a, a pharmacy, uh, blog that they, they set up, I think a while back. Um, I want to say, yeah, it's a great guy. Great guy. I love what they're doing, but I'm seeing more and more. And there's a couple other on like LinkedIn that put up mm -hmm. a lot of like, who's in the, who's a pharmacist that's trying to either disrupt or create a new product in the pharmacy space. So, um, there's more and more uh, pharmacists that are moving into non-pharmacy uh, related roles, which is really exciting. And I think it's what we need. I think other specialties within healthcare have gone that route and it's really provided a lot of uh, positives for the industry as a whole. So I'm excited about this. Um, did you know that you wanted, like how early on as a pharmacist, did you say like, yeah, this is great, but like, I want to be on the like process, of, like the workflow development. I want to be on the tech side of it. Yeah, I think um, I'm generally a person that likes to solve problems. And I think that's where it initially stemmed. Um, and so large reason why I got into administration and management is just to problem solve and try to figure out ways to implement new things, um, uh, grow in the direction that we wanted to grow as, as a profession, um, which is making pharmacists providers. And so I think along the way, you know, you get exposed to all different types of software systems and uh, that includes electronic health records and so you know when i was in a kind of direct patient care role um there were so many times when you know i was just trying to do my job 
and uh, the software I was using made it very difficult. And in the back of my head, I was always thinking, oh man, this could be better if we could just do this. And when you're in a position working in a health system, the way to kind of make that sort of change happen is by working with you know the the IS department or the IT department and having them you know prioritize work and and change the build of the electronic health record you're using. Um, that's incredibly complex and time consuming. And you know, as a as a pharmacist or even a manager, um, you know, good luck trying to get prioritized on that roadmap. And so, um, I just realized kind of the the barriers or the challenges um, that health systems have to innovate within their own electronic health record, and realized that you know maybe the the quickest way to do that is to build the software from the ground up. And uh, I think that's when I I kind of started digging into you know the startup world and uh, venture capital and all of that and, and learning and realizing that, um, you know, the folks that are founders are, are people that have an idea and uh, they just decided to take a leap and um, that made it less scary for me. And so uh, I think that's when I really caught the bug and decided to go all in on it. Okay. So then you go all in. DocStation is the, the company that you go all in on. Can you give the audience a little bit about the, you mentioned parts of it throughout the initial intro and uh, the initial conversation so far, but can you talk about the why, how, and what of DocStation, um, I guess in any way that you can? Yeah, so the why is throughout my training as a pharmacist and even getting into practice and residency, um, you know, we're trained as clinicians. We're educated to be frontline care providers um, and really to be a, a specialist uh, in helping patients manage medications. And I did a, a ton of research uh, on this as well um, and, and learned a ton and pretty much, you know, there's a ton of studies out there, countless at this point, that show pharmacists improve outcomes and decrease total cost of care. And when you look at the healthcare industry and where it's going, it's going to value-based care. And so pharmacists be a critical component to um, helping patients, um, improving the patient experience. And uh, we just needed a way to activate pharmacists to, um, to spend more time with patients. And it comes down to the payment, right? How do we get pharmacists paid for these services? And, and that was the big barrier. So a lot of the why behind it was really driven by, I know that we can impact millions of patients if we can figure out how to solve this problem. So that was really the driving force. Um, the how um, is something that we've been figuring out for the last you know, four years. So uh, we knew that we needed to, to build some sort of clinical platform that pharmacists would use. Uh, we wanted it to be, uh, and we are kind of taking it as an opportunity to rebuild the electronic health record from the ground up in a place where uh, we don't have to displace an EHR. So we've kind of got a natural entry point um, there. And, uh, and what we realized is that we needed to build out a, a two-sided solution, a two-sided platform to service both the needs of the health plan and the end user who's the pharmacist uh, to truly make it work. And um, that's what we're doing today. And who would you say your, your ideal customer is? Who, who gets the most benefit out of the, the platform today? Yeah. Um, so it being a two-sided platform, really two stakeholders in that equation. So on the health plan side, we're really trying to target health plans who are metric driven 
meaning they are held to some sort of standard um, through quality measures. Um, maybe those quality measures impact their revenue. And so they really want to optimize these things. Um, a health plan who, you know, believes that pharmacists can impact outcomes. Um, and uh, health plans that are really moving hard and fast into value-based care. You know, not everybody is. Some are laggards and kind of getting drug along and uh, kind of just um, dealing with these new requirements and new incentives. Um, and others are seeing this as a true opportunity and, and trying to invest in some of the most innovative technologies out there, startups like ourselves, to solve this problem. Um, and so that's on the health plan side. On the pharmacist side, it's, it's pharmacists that are burnt out, that are sick of, you know, the nine to five or, you know, 10 hour shifts or more, um, focused on dispensing prescriptions and getting their volume and hitting their numbers and wondering why the hell they got into healthcare in the first place. Um, we're trying to bring them an opportunity to, uh, to spend more time with patients um, and, and use that clinical training that they got uh, in the you know, eight years that they went to school. So um, a lot of those are independent pharmacies um, and some of them are the larger chains you know, who realize that you know, this, is, this is the future um, and we, we gotta be ahead of the curve. Absolutely. And what, what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to as we head into the, I guess, second half of 2021 as it relates to uh, Doc Station? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, um, is medical billing. You know, uh, there are states that are moving quite quickly, actually, in terms of passing legislation, uh, modifying regulations to give pharmacists a broader scope of practice, uh, make it easier for them to work with physicians um, to, you know, uh, prescribe medications, change doses. Um, and there's opportunities for them to get paid. The gap is still that technology piece. So how do you get a pharmacist to actually bill a medical claim when all their systems are set up to bill prescriptions? Um, so we're, uh, Absolutely, like what our biggest priority this year is getting that rolled out and uh, getting the product in the hands of more pharmacists in those states who are able to build and help them um, build and grow their revenue and build and grow a clinical practice. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, we, we just launched a new podcast uh, called RevDive with two, uh, two medical billing uh, experts from the Medical Group Management Association. And they're covering all the hot topics as you know, in the revenue cycle management, medical billing space. And they started talking about, um, was it CMS sequestration and, and how you can like bill an extra 2% for the time being. So th that this could be a cool topic for them to cover. Maybe we have you come on uh, their podcast and go through some of the pains and what needs to happen in the, in the space. But uh, I know they're always really staying educated on all things billing, no matter what the specialty. So. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I could probably learn a ton from them as well. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they are some of the best, best teachers of uh, this material. So uh, I don't know how in depth they've gone in the in the pharmacy space yet. But I do know we've talked about just how, how much that space is changing and how it's going to look, you know, a year, two, three years from now. So but uh, yeah, love what Doc Station's doing. And just so the audience knows, like this is our first episode together. Hopefully we can put together some future content and have you come back on. 
and see what we can do. But I uh, wish you all the best. And I want to thank you once again for, for joining me on this Life's Healthcare podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Pleasure to be here. Hey, everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.